Todd Lippert, our state representative for District 20B. Good morning, Representative Lippert. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing great. It's good, good to be here. Good. Uh, and thanks for for coming in today because I know this is a busy time for you. It's getting to be a kind of crunch time uh, at the le- state legislature, which is. Um, really been uh, cranking out some bills as of late. You've been getting some stuff done, and it looks like things are going to be uh, done on time, and there will be no shutdown. Do you think that would be a, a fair thing to say? That's a fair assessment, yes. We'll be back in session again today at 10. I uh, expect it to be a long day. We have two bills up, Jobs and Economic Development, Environment. Uh, we'll be uh, taking up the education bill, which is a huge part of the state budget, on Saturday. We'll be in session on Sunday. Uh, speaker told us to be ready for a few uh, 24-hour days, uh, but we'll be we'll be done uh, before the 30th, and um, that's exactly what we need to do. All right. Let's talk about a couple of bills that have passed in the last couple of days. As we mentioned, it's kind of fast and furious. You're getting a lot of big ones done, uh, including, uh, we'll start off with a housing bill. I know that uh, evictions, you and also uh, over in the Senate, uh, Rich Draheim has uh, talked about the uh, off-ramp and, that, how, and the importance of that, maybe different ways of going about doing it. What was the? Uh, you did get it done, though. What was the uh, final result? Yes, we did get it done, and and uh, so um, this the eviction moratorium was put in place in the midst of uh, uh, this last year with COVID as a public health measure to make sure that uh, people were staying in their homes. We didn't have people out of their homes uh, when that would be a concern about um, just increased COVID transmission. And so the moratorium was put in place. Then as we started talking about ending the peacetime emergency, uh, we wanted to make sure we didn't have an eviction crisis on top of uh, the COVID crisis. And Minnesota turns evictions around pretty quickly. So uh, we needed an off-ramp, a way to uh, give uh, both renters time if they're evicted to find a new place and landlords time uh, to be made whole if they aren't uh, receiving that rent. So what we settled on uh, was 105 days uh, roughly for uh, uh, renters who are evicted uh, to have time to f- uh, find a new place before they have to be out. Um, also, uh, a significant uh, notice requirement. The landlords must require notice to renters uh, that tells them the amount of rent that's due um, and also provides some uh, information on resources for rental assistance that available that's available. A lot of renters uh, statewide unfortunately don't know that they're uh, behind on their rent or that they might be evicted until they, re- they um, are receiving court uh, court summons. So we need to do better with this. Uh, it was definitely a compromise. We wanted more time, um, and uh, I know Republicans in Senate were uh, needed to be convinced that an off ramp was needed at all. So it's definitely uh, a compromise, but this was a key piece that we got done. Is this a permanent solution? Is this law going to be in effect forever, or is this just the uh, off-ramp uh, as a result of the uh, pandemic? This is just the off-ramp as a result of the pandemic, and okay. uh, so it'll move uh, move us back towards uh, uh, normal when it comes to housing law, but, but the pieces that were being negotiated are uh, you know key priorities of both sides. So uh, the House DFL is really focused on uh, protect- protecting renters and um, and there are some key pieces that that weren't in this bill that uh, you know we'll keep working on. Um, there was conversation around expungement of records related to eviction. Uh, that's something that that prevents people from getting a home uh, as they look towards their next place. Uh, so we're, we're uh, focused on homelessness prevention. One one piece that was in the housing bill and in some others, uh, there was a significant amount of money for homelessness uh, response and prevention in the housing bill, and in and there will be in the tax bill too. There will be sixty million dollars overall. 
uh, in the state budget. And this is a concern for not just uh, large cities, but also for more rural places too. We, you know, we've been uh, wrestling with some with some realities with uh, youth homelessness in the Northfield area. So uh, this is. Uh, a significant investment. I'm glad to see those funds in there, uh, and we'll keep pushing to make sure that people have a place to lay their head at night. State Representative Todd Lippert is uh, with us. Uh, earlier this week, uh, the, the, you passed the the transportation bill, and I know that there has uh, we had talked uh, in the past about some of the uh, small towns, uh, not uh, you know so much in Northfield, but some of the smaller towns in our area. Uh, that have not been uh, eligible for some uh, some funding for infrastructure, streets and roads and stuff. Uh, they, uh, they're able to get a little bit of money now to help them out with that. That's right. So one of my priorities this session was uh, trying to find some funds for uh, assistance for small cities for streets. So this includes uh, cities that are under 5,000 people. They don't get money through uh, gas taxes. Gas taxes go to the higher user dis- Highway User Distribution Fund to... Uh, every city except those that are 5,000 or less. So this includes Dundas, it includes Lonsdale, Montgomery, Kilkenny, Heidelberg. Those are just the small cities in uh, our district. There are 705 small cities across the state. Uh, one thing I was really excited about in the transportation bill, uh, I, I proposed some solutions along with uh, Chair Hornstein. We're working really close together for uh, solutions for this problem. And we were able to um, start a small cities assistance fund account uh, that came out of the conference committee. Um, So there's $18 million in this account uh, for assistance for small cities for um, roads and streets. So that'll mean that uh, Lonsdale will get about $70,000, Montgomery $55,000, Dundas will get just over $30,000. So I'm really excited to see that that in there. It was a conversation that we started at the legislature. We're closely with Chair Hornstein on that, and I'm glad to see some results at the end of session. Were there other, uh, what were the other significant portions uh, of the uh, transportation bill? So we had um, over a $200 million increase in transportation um, in this bill. So it was a, a significant increase in uh, funding for infrastructure. So uh, support for road and bridge projects, but also um, multiple modes of uh, transportation are being supported. There's a funding for a second train from Chicago to Minneapolis on uh, on Amtrak, so uh, that's a significant uh, change. We have uh, significant funding in, funding in bus rapid transit for uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul. This is a key um, equity measure as far as transportation is concerned and improving transportation. And uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul is really moving towards becoming one of the um, key bus rapid transit um, uh, sec- uh, cities in, in the country. And so multiple modes, uh, transportation solutions affecting the whole state and um, you know everything from assistance for small cities to um, additional money for trains. The Biden administration is uh, pushing a transportation and infrastructure type of bill. Uh, when, when, when you're going through this, do you take things like that into consideration? Is that something you'll consider next year when you know a little bit more about if you're going to be getting any money from that or not? The um, state government's always looking at what uh, what's happening at the federal level. And uh, we're excited to see that infrastructure money um, uh, coming hopefully uh, our our infrastructure was rated uh, a d plus not too long ago so we know that we have some catching up to do so uh, state funding that we have in the transportation bill is important uh, hopefully we can get uh, some bonding funding and then federal funding funding as well we will make use of all of it
All right, I'm sure you will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about the uh, another bill. Uh, I don't think this one's passed yet, but it's been more worked on. Is that's the uh, environmental bill? Has that gone through yet? Uh, it's we will take up the environment bill today. Okay. Um, and so uh, a couple pieces that I've talked about with the environment bill was on that committee. Uh, the uh, clean cars rulemaking was something that was uh, was debated and was kind of um, um, held off the table by Republicans, but it's it's clear that 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 uh, rulemaking will continue to go forward, and that's a key uh, measure for helping us meet our climate goals in transportation. Fourteen other states have uh, clean cars policy like this. It'll improve the availability of electric vehicles uh, in the state of Minnesota. So that's uh, really important to see going forward. Uh, I worked on this committee. Uh, a couple of my priorities are um, going to be approved in the, in the environment bill. One is uh, just over a million dollars for soil health grants for farmers. Uh, this is was hoping to get a little bit more money than that, but um, it's another shot in the arm for um, for farmers that want to be putting soil health practices on their land, which is good for protecting the soil for water quality. Also, also can help with climate too. So that's exciting to see. Uh, then we also have close to six million dollars for tree planting, um, both for accelerating uh, tree planting statewide as a way to respond to climate change. Um, uh, and then also responding to emerald ash borer. Uh, St. Paul's really the epicenter for emerald ash borer in the state, um, but Northfield has a lot of ash trees too. We'll need to deal with that going forward. We have more ash trees than any other state in the country, and we'll be losing them all due to emerald ash borer. So this is um, the first real investment by the state in dealing with that crisis, um, and that'll be important for our cities and important for our forests statewide. Representative Lippert is with us. Uh, we're talking about the legislative session, which is continuing on. Uh, jobs and education. Let's talk about uh, our jobs and economic development, I should say. Let's talk about that uh, for a, a moment or so. Uh, that, uh, is that going to be done today? Is that through the weekend? Or? So we'll, um, our ho- we have both jobs and economic development and environment calendared for today. We may go uh, up until midnight to get that done, but I do expect uh, that we'll get that done. And, um, you know, one of our priorities this session has been making sure that we are uh, we are supporting uh, families and small businesses that have been hit the hardest by COVID. And so you'll see uh, significant um, support and relief for small businesses, uh, also for our um, workers, essential workers, learning low, uh, earning low incomes uh, in this bill. So I'm excited for us to take that up. Uh, education will have historic amounts of uh, funding. Uh, uh, looks like a 2.5 increase on the formula, percent increase on the formula for uh, the first year of the biennium. Two uh, percent the next, the next biennium. So that's. Uh, significant increase in funding for education make sure we're supporting our schools and helping uh, students catch up and also closing our racial achievement gap as well all right uh, let's talk about your weekend you mentioned a couple of bills today what uh, the rest of the weekend you're just kind of available is that it or will there be sessions going on each day there will be sessions going on each day so i don't know exactly the order of the mm-hmm. bills once we get past saturday um state government finance needs to be passed health and human services will need to be passed um and then uh public safety is still is the final bill that's still being worked out negotiated uh by the speaker the uh, uh majority leader of the senate and the governor 
um, and then taxes as well as uh, is tax bills held off to the end just to make sure that everybody uh, keeps their agreement, and then we then we pass the tax bill to close the session. All right. Now for the government to shut down, we've seen it happened uh, in recent years, not uh, too distant history. Uh, do all of these bills need to be passed through, or there will be a shutdown? Or are there certain ones that uh, you you can pass through and and not have a shutdown? So, um, to my understanding, every piece of the every t- piece of the budget that we pass, that that part of the um, government is set. Um, uh, but we we expect to get we need to get everything done. We expect mm-hmm. to get everything done. Every every area of the budget is critical. Uh, none of the leaders are talking about um, a shutdown happening. Uh, we're just talking about getting that work done. And right. the sooner we get it done, uh, the better off we are. Best of luck to you. Thank you. Have a busy weekend. We will. We will. Yep. (laughs) All right. Maybe a little time off. uh, But after this, you've got the rest of the summer. That's right. All right. right. uh, Pardon me. Representative Lippert, thank you so much for joining us. Glad to be here. Mm -hmm. Todd Lippert, state rep for District 20B.